Hello, hello, my dear nerds, and welcome to a new episode. A lot of things have happened. The second season of Good Omens and Heartstopper came out, and also the movie to the book Red, White, and White Blue. A title I can never pronounce correctly, no matter how hard I try. In case you don't know Good Omens and wonder what the heck I'm talking about, the first season was about the angel Aziraphale and the demon Crowley preventing the apocalypse in a hilarious way. It was awesome, it, seriously, if you don't know it, you should definitely watch it. Anyway, the second season... Well, it certainly was a journey. In this one, the Archangel Gabriel arrives, stark naked, at a Xerophil's bookshop, without any memories. It was kinda funny, and I did enjoy the third and fourth episode. The first two, not that much. I don't really know what to think of it, to be honest. To me, it didn't really feel like good omens. The characters, Crowley and Aziraphale, felt different and, in general, did it not give me the same cozy and wholesome feelings like the first season did. Maybe it was because Terry Pratchett wasn't part of the season, well, not really. Gaiman and he did talk about the second book, what they were gonna write, but then unfortunately Terry Pratchett passed away, so that never happened. And maybe because Terry Pratchett wasn't part of the of the series of the second season maybe that's why it didn't give me the same feeling i don't know i was really happy with it and i did watch the last two episodes although i didn't want to at first and i'm now traumatized um the end broke me but until the third season comes out, or in any form, whether it's gonna be a series again or a book, I'm just gonna ignore the ending of the second season and pretend that everything is fine. That it ended in a completely different way and none of those unhappy things ever happened. I'm not gonna say what happened because I am in denial. Nothing of those things happened. I don't know if any of that made sense, but I don't care and I'm gonna stop talking about it now because I feel betrayed. Anyway, Heartstopper! Another awesome season! Everything was perfect. I love how so many different types of relationships are shown without toxic masculinity. The friendship between Tao and Charlie is adorable and I love them. In general, all those friendships and romances are awesome and I wish I had a friendship group like that when I was at school. I also love how we finally got some good aromantic and asexual representation with Isaac. He's my favorite. Throughout the season he keeps being more quiet while reading lots of books. It's nice to have a character who doesn't talk a lot, finally, and he's still loved by his friends. Alice Oseman should write a book just about him. I would, I would read it immediately. The entire season had many emotional, but also many sweet moments. I might rewatch it soon. If you haven't watched it yet, you, you definitely should. It was awesome. Wet White and Royal Blue. Oral Royal Blue. For some reason, they left out some words in the movie title. It was a good movie though. I enjoyed it. The actors did awesome. But the book was better. The movie was just not comparable to the book. 
like it so often is the case. But it was still a good movie. In case you don't know the book, it's about the British Prince Henry and the first son of the American president, Alex. At a royal wedding they meet once again, and after an incident that could damage Alex's mother's campaign and the relations between America and Britain, a plan to control the damage arises. A fake friendship between Henry and Alex. And of course, they fall for each other. <laughs> the movie is almost two hours long, and that still wasn't enough to fit everything into it. Many scenes were left out, the falling in love part happened way too quickly, but I guess they couldn't take more time with that since there were so many other things they had to fit into the movie. And in the end of it, there was a scene where many many people came out with the pride flags to show their support for the prince and his boyfriend. But the people were merely shown in a reflection of a window. Kinda underwhelming. And that is why I believe that books work way better as a series. That way you can fit way more awesome scenes from the book into it. Regardless, I still enjoy the movie a lot. It was a good one. Could have been worse. They could have really screwed it up, but they didn't, actually. I'm kind of surprised. Also, since the first day of August, I've been working with my best friend Manu again. We're finally colleagues once again. When you work with your best friend, everything is more bearable. By the way, I've been looking at some new releases for the next year and I'm really excited for some of them. So many good ones! And there's one called Dear Wendy with asexual and aromantic characters coming out in April. I need it now. I've been looking for a book like this for ages and finally there's one coming out soon, in a few months. But I really can't wait, I might die of excitement. I also must share my new unhealthy obsession with you. Have an official's blessing. I read the first book in the beginning of the month and now I'm gonna glad it, gladly let it ruin my life once again, just like Grandmas of Demonic Cultivation did. In Heaven Official's Blessing, there are six books out so far, and on the 12th of September, that's it, the 7th is gonna come out. Until then, I want to read all the books of the series. Maybe I'll be successful. Wish me luck. Or maybe I'm already done once this episode comes out. I mean, I'm reading the fifth one currently, so things are looking good so far. Anyway. Enough about series and books I'm obsessed with and came out recently and all that stuff. Now I'm gonna once again talk about more books. I read some more Pratchett recently and that's what I will talk to you about. And with recently I mean the past few months. Starting with Making Money. Another adventure with Moist von Lipwick who is now running the post office. Everything is going smoothly and he has quite a comfortable life now. He doesn't have to do a lot and can enjoy sitting back and relax. But since he did such a good job with the post office, the patrician now wants him to take over the royal bank and the royal mints. Moise doesn't want to do that at first, but then the current chairwoman of the bank dies and leaves half of the shares to a dog. Mr. Fastpot, 
a really adorable dog who is now also the new chairman of the bank. And his former owner, the old chairwoman, leaves the dog to moist. She also makes sure that the Assassin's Guild will basically dispose of Moist should anything happen to her dog. And well, how could Moist now refuse? He takes over the bank and tries to change things after finding out that people don't trust banks. The production of money runs slowly and now people use stamps that were introduced by Moist in the novel Going Postal. While he's trying to restore the bank to its former glory, He's making many, many, many new enemies who try to dispose of him. They're just not happy with his methods. This one was another funny and highly entertaining read, just like most of Pratchett's books. I only had two books so far that I didn't like that much, but with 41 books in the series, it's kinda ineffable that there are books who you might not enjoy as much as the others. Anyway, on to the next one. Nightwatch. It is the 25th of May, which makes it the 30th anniversary of the death of John Keel. Vimes hero and former mentor. Vimes is the commander of the Watch of Vankmoorpork, a bustling city filled with different kinds of people and creatures. In this one, shortly after the beginning, Vimes chases off the criminal Cursedon, only to be caught in a magical storm. He wakes up and finds himself to be rescued by Miss Palm, the future head of the Guild of Seamstresses. After that, it becomes apparent that he was somehow sent back in time. Things like that should be taken to professionals, and thus he gets the bright idea to ask the wizards at Antino University. However, before he can do that, he gets arrested by a younger version of none other than himself. With his advantage of knowing the future, he forms a plan and takes on the identity of his former mentor John Keel. He has to be careful. Should he change something, he might lose his wife and son and never see them again. Vimes is one of my favorite characters and it was another awesome novel. And I'm sad by the thought that once I've read all of his books, there won't be any new ones. But I guess I just have to reread the books over and over and over and over again. Pratchett never failed to make me laugh. And with that, on to the next one. Jingo. It opens with an island, resurfing after centuries of being beneath the water. This island is exactly in the middle of Angmorpork and Alkali, the capital of Clatch, making it a pretty nice strategical point for either of those cities. And of course, both sides believe this island to be theirs. Meanwhile in Angmorpork, a Clatchian prince, Ahmed Kufura, is parading through the city. But then an assassination, assassination attempt occurs wounding the prince. Our beloved Samuel Wimes begins investigating and suspects someone quite quickly. He's just too good at his job. Of course, is such an attempt not looking good and the relationship between the two cities of Moorpork and Clatch suffers and the prince's brother declares war. Because that is not enough, the patrician of Frank Moorpork resigns voluntarily, 
it seems. A Lord Rust takes over the command of the city and due to the fact that Agmopop doesn't have an army to stand against any enemy, Rust orders the city's noble families to revive their old private regiments. Shortly afterwards, the city watch crumbles, with more and more people resigning after Wimes refused to follow Rust's orders. Wimes then recruits the watch into his own private army. Because he's actually allowed to do that, since he is an official noble. Since it is now an independent group, they are under the command of the king, or any of his appointed representatives. Neither of those exist in Agmopork, making them truly independent. Now there's an assassin to find and arrest and also a war to stop before it can even begin. Another funny story. It made me laugh many, many times. And I have nothing else to add, so on to the next book. Fifth Elephant. Again, with the command of the Watch in Duke of Ankh, Sam Wimes is the main character. Since he is a Duke, an important guy, he's forced on a diplomatic mission to Iberwald, a region ruled by vampires, werewolves, and dwarves. He really, really doesn't want to be here. <laughs> the reason for being here is the appointment of a new low king of the dwarf. The dwarf who is supposed to be the new king doesn't find support with every dwarf, causing a rift in the community. Both Detritus and Corporal Littlebottom, a troll and a dwarf, travel along wimes. The presence of Littlebottom makes many male dwarves uncomfortable. For Cheery Littlebottom is a female dwarf, and she displays it by wearing a dress, which is very, very weird and offensive to a conservative dwarf society. Once they arrive, they also find the scone of stone, a large piece of dwarf bread the Lone King must be crowned on, has been stolen. To your information, should you not know what dwarf bread is in this world, it is anything but edible, and due to it being quite sturdy, often used as a weapon. Vimes uses his Sherlockian detective skills to solve the mystery, while his wife keeps trying to tell him that he's gonna be a father, but there's just never a right moment. I love Pritchard's writing and the way it, he often makes fun of the stupidity of humans. This one is one of my favorite, just like almost all of his other books. And the last book I talk about today is Snuff. Sam Vimes. This episode is about Sam Vimes books, I just realized. Is forced by his wife Dibble to take a holiday with their son at her family's mansion. But alas, the holiday doesn't last long, for there's a dark past involving the resident goblins. Vimes quickly finds out that the son of Lord Rust has been enslaving goblins to force them to work on his tobacco plantation in her wonderland, that they are then smuggled to Ankh-Morpork. This is definitely one of his darker books. Goblins aren't seen as living beings and more like objects and worthless creatures. It was kind of difficult to read sometimes, especially during the really, really dark parts. But I still enjoyed it a lot, and just like the others, I can only recommend this one to you. And I recently got 
the last book of the series. And now I have all of the 41 books of the Discworld series. I only need to read the fifth, uh, the five last one once, but then I'm done with the series and I already, I already can feel the emptiness. And that is the end of this episode where I talked about series and movies for the first half, but I'm not sorry. I already talked about those series and the movie with my friends, but I needed to do it again. I hope you still enjoyed it as much as I did and I hope you have a nice day. Bye.